Welcome to Bitstorm, the comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. That's a very confident welcome to Bitstorm this this week. I liked it. It's just like right out there. This is Bitstorm. It felt, it felt like like a news show or something. This is Bitstorm, and we're going to break the hard-hitting news on imaginary games. What have we got for you this week? <laughs> Click, bitch. <laughs> Same thing we do every week. Um, yeah, I think, should we just do some click, pitch? We'll start with it and we'll see what happens afterwards. Sure. Let's do that. So, for those who may be just joining us here in episode 83, uh, click, pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we will hit refresh, get a new word, and we're going to turn those two words into a game design. It's very exciting. It's hard hitting. It's fake news. Let's do it. (laughs) So we start off with a three, two, one, click. Cheating. Friend. Relationship dramas. With a cheating friend. Hmm. So actually my mind, um, my mind went to the game Screen Cheat, which did a really good job. Of uh, of taking something that usually is a cheat and turning it into the gameplay itself. So I yeah. wonder I wonder if there's another way that you can cheat at games that we could turn into the actual game mechanic of the game. Hmm. Um, stealing the other person's controller, <laughs> unplugging their controller. Maybe there's a way you can. Well, like- I'm sort of thinking. Do you remember um, one of our favourite games, which was um, Desert Bus? Yes. Yes. Um, the rest of the games on there, they had, like, a mechanic in there that you had to try and fool your friends mm-hmm. um, into thinking that they could actually win. Yep. Uh, because, basically, if you played as player one and they played as player two, player one would always win because they've got a got an extra advantage. Yes. And I, th- so I, like and I, believe, there was a, I believe there was a special code that if you switched controllers to prove to the other person that it's not that controller, you could put in a code and it would give you the yep. advantage back to that controller. <laughs> So, what I'm thinking is it's a couch co-op game. Okay. Where um, you have to use a controller that um, has a vibration function. All right. And when you first start up the game, one person um, who's playing will get a little vibration. Okay. Letting them know that they actually have cheating powers enabled. All right. And and so, um, I think as part of that... You know, you, you've got to um, try and get through the game without people realising that you're the cheater. So, is it- Because you said catch co-op, but is it actually competitive? Or it's more like- Yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a competitive catch co-op. Kind of like, in, you know, how- Okay, so how you're, crawl is- you're on the same team, but you're trying to get the highest score sort of thing? Like, you're not yeah. directly fighting each other? Yeah. But okay. you're, you're trying to get the highest score, but of, but of course, you know, what, what, you, what you don't want to be doing is- um, you know, doing a triple jump and basically jumping back up, and because people then realise who the cheater is, right? So you okay? Um, so I think the other players need a way to take the cheating powers from you as well. Then somehow, um, I think in if, between if each they, round, if they you figure have it like out. a a um, a hidden like ballot, and if if you guess oh. if you if you're the only one that guesses the cheater, the cheating powers go to, go to you. If you're the only one who guesses, yeah. What if? Well, wait. But what if everyone guesses that, that one person because it's obvious? 
surely they then, shouldn't get to keep the then, powers. Th- then that's the end of the um. That's the end of the game. Oh, they just lose completely, or maybe they're just knocked out. Maybe. Oh yeah, or or they're not. Because I'm thinking this is like or, four player kind yeah. of thing. Okay, so like a four player, like I guess kind of a platformer. I'm almost thinking a bit of Bro Force or a bit of um, Super Time Force, something Force, <laughs> Cheat Force. Uh, uh, just in that graphical style of, you know, being able to fit a, a number of smallish characters on the screen at once. Like, the screen's probably about 15 characters high sort of thing. What you need to have is actually the four quadrants on the screen. Oh, okay. So, it's actually split screen. It is actually split screen. It's a four-player four sp- split screen. Mm-hmm. It can still be, you know, a, um, a four-player split screen with- um, you know, platforming elements yeah. and that sort of stuff. It's just that it centres in on your character. Okay. So, so you have to so be it, looking at, w- at how well the other people are doing through the level. So, it's not, yeah, one, of, it's not one of these things where you're all um, forced to stay on the same screen. Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of like the idea because you could actually, you know, you could actually, you know, use your use your continuous continuous jump to sort of um, get across a gap that people, people mm. may be doing other stuff at the time. So, no one may okay, notice Okay, they that. might not notice. Or, like, you just- <laughs> you're near you're near death and you once they're all distracted you just like boost your health back up to 50 percent uh or you throw out suddenly. infinite grenades right you know, it's right you just kill everything on the screen okay so i all right i really i i do like this a lot i really like the idea and i haven't seen any games that have done this of giving players hidden information through the vibration of the controller yeah, that's what that's where I was thinking. It's yeah, I, so I like that so a lot. I like that a lot. I wonder if there's more we can do with that, so that when you are the cheating player, uh, I mean, because how do you know? Because you don't know the mo- like, how do you know the move or the buttons to press to do the cheats? Because it's not going to come up on the screen, obviously. Um, I think the cheats can just can literally just be um, the same game mechanics as as what you'd normally play, except. You know, right, okay. Where this character only has a double jump, you can just continually jump okay. through the air. Or like where you would usually or, or where you would usually a drink a health like that. where you where you would usually drink a health potion, you can just drink them even if you've got zero. Yeah. Okay. You've got unlimited. Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. That's good. Um, um I like the idea that if you're using a jetpack throughout the game, um you can actually you have unlimited fuel yeah. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So basically it just gives you are you actually invincible like can you die still? Or you're just invincible, or it's more—it's um, more the unlimited health thing. It's more the unlimited health. So you, you can still die, yeah, and you can intentionally die. Yeah, well, that makes sense strategically, right? That you might want to—you might want to die a few times to throw people off the scent. Mm. Okay, I like. But yeah, then in, that's- in between each level, you've got like the um, the ballot. Yeah, and I, I like the idea that you know if two people selected you. Then so <laughs> no one no it doesn't change to anyone right right okay if the whole it, the if, whole thing being that if one person if only one okay. person selected yep. you yep and, and then it and switches that, to them and they're the only person so okay so that that's just at the start of the next round they get a little buzz and that tells them know that they yep got you right. got it right nobody else got it right you're now the the cheater try not to win by too much because it'll be obvious mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the goal you basically yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's dash at the end of the Incredibles, where it's like, okay, we, you know, no, don't don't stop trying, no, but not too far, like slow down, come in the close, close second, close first or something, you know. Um, so yeah, because you, you 
if you get to the end of a level and you're like 10 times the points of everyone else, then it's going to be pretty obvious. So you actually have to yeah. keep track of how many things you're killing, the points you're getting, how many deaths you've had. Because so I think um, the ballot results are always secret sort of thing. Um, yeah, I agree. I think they should pretty be. much. You, you're you're just you're feeling uh, feeling for. Did I actually you know get to keep the? I um- think the only time that they're explicitly said is if someone gets knocked out, because then everyone knows anyway. Like if three people um, vote either knocked f- out or could it be based on a point system? As in, um, the idea being that you want to be you want to get caught with the cheat with the cheat the least amount of times. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering whether it should just be randomly selected that one person has the cheat each time. So it's mm, not just one person right. the entire time. Well, okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's interesting. Or that's a, just a different mode. So yeah. you can have the you can have different modes. It's kind and of a king of the hill if- mode where it's like as long as you don't get caught out, you continue with it, and it's just picked randomly at the beginning. I suppose. I guess. Yeah. I guess the issue there is one person has it initially, and if they're good enough, then no one else even gets that chance. But yeah, I mean, maybe there are the different modes. maybe there are other ways to. Or maybe, uh, maybe if the other players sort of have ways to reveal the cheat um, in some way, like in-game during the level, maybe they can set up scenarios where- they're Kind sort of like of- a bro force where they can just literally rip out like the entire- um- all, all the floor and all this sort of stuff. Or something, yeah, like they, they just like- it's like, get across that, they, motherfucker. They put <laughs> someone who they suspect might be the cheater in in in, in imminent danger. Um, and if they survive, well, they probably cheated. But if not, you know, well, they could still be the cheater. Or even if they survive, they might not be the cheater. They might just be really good at the game. But it's just, there are ways to, uh, to, to sort of get some additional information, I guess. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, I think you're I think working together, be- but you're also fighting against each other in in the um in the secret battle. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, I really like that idea of the the hidden information through the controller model. That's that's interesting. You can do some really cool things with that. You really can. Okay, three to All one. Right. Click. Three to one. Click. Threat. Ass. <laughs> threat. Ass. Ass. Threat. As in ass. Ass. We're Australian, so we say ass. Ass. Unless A-R-S-E. you're talking, uh, is this a donkey? Ass. Is this a donkey threat? What's what threats do a don- does a donkey? What threat does a donkey uh, uh, um, give? You know. <laughs> okay. So, in this game, you play a TSA agent. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm really curious as to whether you're going like donkey or buttocks, but continue without telling me. <laughs> so. Your job at the, as a TSA agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's VR, by the way. Okay. Um, this, okay. You have, like, the security <laughs> wand to, like, wand people down uh-huh. and all this sort of stuff. And basically, you're trying to um, just uh, work out who's smuggling in drugs, who's got concealed weapons. Yep. And, you know, occasionally um, you find drugs hidden up. A donkey. A donkey's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, so I'm afraid to ask, is there like a cavity search mini game? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) If, if, if this was like a, a first person TSA thing that wasn't VR, Mm -hmm. I would say that it goes, it goes into like a, a side mini game of which, you know, it's very pixelated sort of thing. Um. And, it's, and, just, um, it's just like oh, all pixelated over and you're just going by no. vague colour cues. Okay. So, 
forget about the VR side of things. It's a it's okay. a first person game. Um, if you if you get into like uh, the the mini games where you got to do cavity searches, oh, basically wow. you know how in those movies where um, they simulate sex with like trains <laughs> going into tunnels and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, you do a metaphorical cavity search. Metaphorical cavity search. Okay, what what what's the metaphor? <laughs> you haven't got um, for cavity search. Um, I'm thinking like um, stuffing a chicken, um, <laughs> picking a nose. Yeah, picking a nose, um, a, a hot dog into a donut hole. Um. <laughs> More like a- I'm just fingering a donut hole. <laughs> you just have someone who comes through with a bunch of donuts. Like, that's with what, actually- sorry? With a bunch of donuts. Like, they've got a case of donuts, and, like, the, the drug-sniffing dog starts barking at me like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to finger your donut holes. <laughs> And that's actually as far as it gets. That's actually the cavity search. That's the whole game. It's just it's just innuendo. It's just hinted at. Occasionally, um, so someone I'm will come through it's... with something that has a hole for you to finger because there might be drugs in there. I kind of want it to be like, um, rather than set in like modern day sort of stuff, mm-hmm. I kind of want this to be set in feudal England. Jeez, um, we've as done we that a lot lately. Before. <laughs> it's I know. like the third time but, um, in this month. I, I just like the idea of there being, a, being like- a border sort of going between, I don't know, England and Wales or something like that. And they're stopping all these people with donkeys. And, it's like, how did, that and- s- how, did they- <laughs> how did they smuggle that sword inside that donkey? <laughs> um, that No, that could be interesting. So, instead of the, um, what does TSA stand for? Transport something authority? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Safety then? authority. Safety, or yeah, transport, transit safety authority or whatever. Uh, in, in feudal England, it would obviously be- the, uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, that could be, yeah, like, so working at a border where, mm-hmm. well, so are we doing just like historical feudal England or are we thinking like fantasy world? I'm thinking fantasy world. Because then you can have like people smuggling magic potions and, and dragons and like and- magic items that, like, and so instead of sniffing for drugs, you've got like goblins that can, that can smell magic on things or something. Um, and they're also drugs. I mean, there's got to be drugs as well. Yeah, like Morglorp. Oh, I knew you were going to go there. I was, <laughs> I was fucking holding back from saying it because I didn't want to make the reference to some other podcast, but then you'd get it. All right. Uh- <laughs> you, but the thing is, because I've been listening to it so much, it's just perfect. I can just picture, like, talking badgers and, and the like. <laughs> yes. Wizards of the nth realm of Ephesius. Well. And and you know then you get to a certain pot, certain part and someone's you know got a got a gorgon coming through so you you got to look away so that you you don't turn to stone and- right you have to like do your your whole inspection uh, through looking through uh, through looking at a mirror because mm. you can only look at them via the reflection uh, and if you still feel yourself slowly turning to stone <laughs> uh, yeah oh, no, I, that's I, cool. I, yeah I quite I quite like that idea and just you know having the um. Having having the the mini games for for doing cavity searches and that sort of stuff is still quite funny in that in that reality. All right, so three, two, one, click, sing, album. Oh, okay. We're getting some nice nice combinations tonight. Here we are. All right. Oh, my mind always just goes to like just pretty boring stuff, like management management games. <laughs> Managing mm-hmm. a recording studio, managing a band, being a, like playing a band through their 
Korea. All right, let's like do something more interesting than that. Um, there's got to be a, there's got to be a game in band with a band, like or or a singer, maybe just a a, a, lo- a solo a solo artist. Um, okay, they, so mm. what I, where I'm picturing is this is a musical adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of, uh, kind of like a Broadway musical sort of thing. Okay. Where, as you're, as you're going through, um, as you're going through the game, you're sort of not necessarily, I, I don't want to take album as in, um, the singer is recording an album sort of okay. thing. I want, I want to take it that, um, this is a story of, of like a young girl who is traveling um, all over the world trying to fill up her photo album. Mm. And so it's it's all about, you know, exploring the world, sort of s- singing songs as they go. Um, you actually choose, like, the next line sort of by by dialogue tree and you, oh, you can have some cool. sort of, like, um, cool cool um, little singing yeah, things yeah. that- um, with with other characters and that sort of stuff, and like I, I like the idea for, that it's almost like dance, it's almost like a, a Disney, and- a teen Disney movie. Yeah, where yeah, you're playing like an aspiring pop singer, uh, traveling the world, trying to yeah, like trying to meet the right people, trying to find your break, having adventures. But it's a musical, and yeah, I love the, I love the idea that major like character choices and story choices are made like. On the spot, as you choose the next line to a song, like those are huge choices, and yes. you've got only maybe like the length of the previous line leading up to it to choose from two or three, yeah, or or it chooses one for you at random, yeah, yeah, um, that's or that's cool, or um, it chooses one that that isn't sort of said in there and it sort of interrupts the flow of the song. So the idea being that you know if you can keep the song going, then. Mm. Um, the story's going to continue in a much, much I love, more positive I love the way. idea that you miss one and it just, like, completely changes the tone of the song. Um, and it just suddenly gets more, like, malevolent and, sh- and shit's going down because you, like, you're going down sort of the bad path of the game. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I mean, obviously, you can't have too many branching things like that, but um, that actually lead to, you know, many different results. But, yeah, I kind of like that idea that the songs themselves react to... How well you're doing, yeah, like how well you're making your choices to and how stuff. you yeah. go, and yeah. Um, so back when I was a kid, there was a there was a few um, Canadian sort of shows. I, there, there was sort of like after after school movie sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was the Peanut Butter Solution, um, but the one that I'm thinking of was one called Tommy Tricker. Did oh. you ever see that? It all? rings a bell. Remind me. So basically. In this in this um, world, people could travel the world on a stamp. Oh yeah, I do. I thought yeah. that's what it was, but then it didn't seem relevant. <laughs> but go on. Um, so so I'm, I'm sort of seeing that I, I like I like the idea of maybe the the album is is collecting stamps, um, and sort of some of the adventures can can occur within within the stamps that she she, she sort of picks oh. up. Um, just because it could be a little bit more fantasy. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I had an int- well, as you said that, I was thinking, uh, and I know you said that album isn't um, isn't a music album, but it, I was thinking it could actually be the songs themselves that she travels through. Almost like if someone like she's she's putting her songs up online or something, and it 
if someone listens to them, then she gets transported there and, like, starts having an adventure Every there. single time and she gets- someone listens to it, like, you know, there's a million listens on the one song. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where it starts getting- that's where it starts getting really dark is as she gains in popularity, she loses control completely and she's just being torn across the world millions of times a second. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um. I, I don't know. It's, something in my head just popped into the Tommy Tricker sort of thing. Yeah, no, uh, that, I, I really, I, I do... really had a good, a good thought. Um, mm. Well, good, good memories of that of that movie. Yeah, I definitely like the idea of whether it's stamps or not, some sort of sort of kind of travel mechanic to take her between sort of different phases of the story uh, and, and having that kind of magical element to it. Um, yeah, that could be that could be really cool. It, it's it always feels like a uh, I don't know. I hate to go down this realm sometimes, but it almost feels a bit like a Telltale style thing. I feel yeah, like I they could do it well just in that it's mostly around just dialogue. Um, you want strong characterizations, you know, good animation and stuff. Yeah, anyway, you, sort you of, want it to sort be of a, along a fun, that style. A fun story in, in which, you know, you're, you know, you, you can sort of get away from the evils of the world. Yeah, I think it should actually be, you know, being torn apart by your by the popularity of your own song aside. That's that's sort of a different game there. I think it should actually yeah. be a bit more lighthearted than that. And yeah, almost, yeah, like I said, Disney movie. Um, Disney movie, fairy tale life. Look, it should be a game for, make it a game for tweens. Like, there's probably not enough you know, games that aren't about fucking shooting things and are actually about having fun and singing. And yeah, oh, that, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Three, two, one, click. Cool. Freeze. Maintenance. So, Mr. Freeze loses his job as a sous villain. <laughs> Gets a job <laughs> working on uh, pipes. He's a plumber now. No, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, some sort of... Uh, why, do, why do I just go to the mundane? Is it because I feel like... Doing things, it's sort of like this, the whole Sims thing. Like, why is it so much fun to live someone else's life? Because I literally just went to, maybe you're a plumber where you, you're working in a place where the pipes freeze. It's like, that's, it's a fucking game. You can make anything in a computer and you, and I just want to make a plumbing game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I myself went to, you're a janitor working with a boiler. <laughs> exactly. Like a, with what a the boiler fuck? room for, for a fucking school. It's like, all right. All that's right. no fun. Let's let's jazz it up a bit then. Um, you are a janitor in space. Yes. Wait, that's been done. Uh, but no, I was going to go. Maybe not a janitor. I was going to go to. I was actually going to stick with a plumber in space. You're, but you're part of a like a colonization group to um, to a new planet where xenon. No, sh- stop it. <laughs> it's not space. Is his Splodger Thrillco. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that sort of game. Uh, no, no. I was thinking that yeah, you're you're on a maybe not a plumber, whatever. You're just part of the crew of a colonization effort to. I mean, maybe it's like Europa or something. Maybe it's actually in our solar system, or maybe it's just a planet where um, you know. Maybe it's that it's one of these planets that the because of the way it orbits the sun, it's like half the year is really hot and half the year is like freezing cold. Uh, in in extreme ways, not just like normal summer and mm-hmm. winter. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's about surviving that and and setting up systems to to make that work. I don't know. Okay, 
So run with it, Trevor. Run with it. I, I I quite like that. Can I move it away from like inter- like interplanetary and that sort of stuff? Okay. I like the idea of you know doing some <clears throat> maintenance and that sort of stuff. It's freezing cold. What if it was in Antarctica? Mm-hmm. And your job was to make sure that everything was running shipshape in the um for for all the scientists. Okay, so you're a, you're on a science base in Antarctica. I'm kind of thinking like the thing, but sort of without the alien. You know, you've got to try and keep um, keep the keep the place going. Uh, sometimes there can be like storms sort of mm. coming through, like ice storms that you know could damage the antenna array or something like that. So you've you've got to sort of um, perform maintenance, and you can have just I, I'm seeing a few different things that you could be you could end up having to do. As, as part of your maintenance duties. Well, and I think, obviously, for a game like this, because it's not going to be super interesting unless you're really, like, a science geek totally uh, about Antarctica and stuff, um, to just do the maintenance stuff. I think it's got to then be about what they're studying, talking to the scientists, like, getting to know the rest of the crew. Yeah, where, and, where and listening I, to logs and... Well, where I went, because you, um, you played Gone Home. Yes. Now, one of the things that I found super interesting about Gone Home is up until about uh, maybe halfway through, you started to expect that there was going to be some sort of supernatural something going on. Yes. Because there were moments where there was sort of a bit of a jump scare from a lightning or something. You were going into these dark, empty rooms and exploring things and there were, you know, the house was creaking and stuff. Um, And then, you know, and then obviously just turned out to be a really interesting, great, heartwarming story about this woman, this girl and- Past, uh, I still I still remember having to go into like the secret room. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler! Mm-hmm. Underneath the stairs, going, I don't want to go in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then going to the then going into the secret room, well, going down into the basement and going, I don't want to go in there. Yeah, and then just finding um, these heartwarming diaries and diary entries and going, oh, that's that's really nice. Uh, but yeah, I like that idea for this where you are ex- you you set it up so that the player is sort of expecting some sort of alien, some sort of thing like something to go on but that that doesn't actually happen it just ends up being this really interesting like scientific discovery that they make you know and i think there is a bit of a mystery and maybe they they even start thinking like it could be extraterrestrial or i mean maybe it is but it's not in a sinister way you know it's just it it's ends just with- a, a new type of bacteria that they've found but it's like kind of like at the moment they they've just found i think it's a neutrino um particle in um antarctica right yeah. And, you know, it's something that they've never been able to observe before. Exactly. But yeah. it's, like, so exciting, but it's it's also, at the, at the same time, it's sort of a mundane sort of thing. Yeah, I love this. That- I love that idea that you're, yeah, you're sort of, because you're not even necessarily one of the scientists. Um, so, you're sort of hearing about these things secondhand, and you're getting a sense of what's going on, but you don't understand the science. And we could really set it up that, yeah, it starts feeling sinister, or, like, you know, even that, you start getting a sense that the scientists don't realise that there's something malevolent here. Like, you sort of- you set, you set it up so the player almost has these superstitions that would come into play, um, or, or just, like, okay. f- intuition around, why aren't they realising that this is dangerous? Like, there's obviously something going on here. But then it's just- it comes clear that, oh, no, you're just not a scientist. You don't know what you're talking about. And actually, no, this is just this really cool thing, and they explain it to you, and, it's, and everyone so, gets along. <laughs> so- this, this is what happens at the very start of the game. Your character wakes up mm. in, in like, this room. 
uh, wakes up, sort of like there's an alarm going off. Uh, gets up. The first thing is go um, go to the bathroom, freshen up. Um, see yourself in the mirror. See yourself in the mirror. You that's know, your check your face, that's, your that sort of stuff. that's your character creation screen. Fallout, yep. Fallout Four style. Um, walk, walk out into the into the room, and you see, you know, your only companion is a dog. Well, okay. your companion in the room is a dog. Okay. So you're getting that sort of the thing, sort of feeling. Um, when when you go into sort of like your living area, there's like a flashing red light, and that's basically. Um, is basically the scientists have told you, okay, this is what we need you to do, to do this morning. So it's like a voicemail sort of thing? It's sort of like a voicemail sort yeah. of thing. And you pick up a radio and you've got that sort of, um, you know, in Bioshock where you were talking mm. to Atlas all the time. Yeah. I like that idea that you've sort of got that contact with these people, people who are contacting you, almost like a, um, what was it called? Firewatch. Yeah. So you're walking around doing, doing a couple of maintenance jobs. But I like the idea that your character starts, like- Seeing things, mm. so you'll be da- you'll be down in in like the boiler room underneath, um, you know, and you you hear like something something fall, and there's like a, a screwdriver on the ground. But what it can be is your mind's playing tricks on you, basically, yeah. and the dog could be the one who's actually knocked it down. But right. the the, um, the scientists are actually out in in a, like another area, so you don't actually get to see the other scientists. But they're they're telling you what they need to what they need you to do next, and you can actually have that sort of interactivity with rather than logs necessarily. You're you're getting those conversations over the um over the radio, but you mm. don't sort of get to, get to see them. Yeah, you're not specifically kind of interacting with them. I mean, I think then, then you I can think have like atmospheric point- interference and that sort of stuff, so you don't you don't get in contact with them. Well, for a and while I, yeah, and I like the idea that you're almost setting up also uh, like a half life vibe. Of hmm. you're kind of preparing these big experiments that they're doing to like, you know, similar to a, a collider or something. I don't know if it's a collider or if it's a biological experiment or something else. But you're like setting up the 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 setup for it. You're doing the setup for it, and yeah, there's that that does just become it, that that in itself becomes kind of. Uh, you're implying that something's bad's going to happen because just because of what people know about stories. <laughs> And about what yep. you know, uh, and then yeah, like as it as they start the experiment, you do start losing contact, or there's there's interference, and you don't know what's happened to them, and so there is a period where you're out of contact, and it does sort of get tense. But yeah, like I don't know, I just kind of like the idea that it's a happy ending, <laughs> and it's just yeah. it's just actually this this interesting story about someone working on a on this cool science thing that is successful. <laughs> And and I'm also picturing sort of like, um, have you seen the movie The Game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, yeah, I, I like yep. the idea that you know, sort of building up, building up, building up, and then it turns out that like, um, you you're sort of going through this tense final thing of you know trying to race to the race to the other station where you think something bad's happened and it's right. like a surprise. You get there and there's a, it's party a surprise going party on. for your birthday. <laughs> and it, so so you've gone through all this harrowing stuff and it's literally you, you think that something's gone wrong, but they were all just playing a trick on you to get you to come over to the other. Oh, so it was literally a trick. I, I was kinda of thinking you just you get there and like they're celebrating because the the experiment went so well and they just they want you to be part of it because you're like one of their trusted staff. Um I, I like the fact that it's your birthday. Like that could be could be that too. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Three to one click. Three to one click. Must. Ground. Must and ground. So, um, uh, my first thought with must was like something that's musty. 
Um, yeah. But it could also be like an imperative, like you must ground something, like about keeping a keeping an aircraft on the ground, or um, that you must do something with the ground. You must put ground somewhere. I kind of like the idea of like a physics game where you're having to hook hook aircraft up to things. It doesn't necessarily have to be to keep them on the ground, but like, yeah, I don't know. Um, some sort of transportation of maybe you're like moving magical islands on helicopters. I don't know. My mind's going to be places. How about this? It's another universe where something's gone wrong in the atmosphere and static electricity <clears throat> is always building up. And we don't know. So, at, at all times, you must be grounded, as in you must have, like, one of those um, <laughs> straps that actually ground you, like, to, to some sort of metal. Mm-hmm. And basically, mm-hmm. so you've grown up in this, in this world. <laughs> so, sorry. Okay, keep going. I'm just picturing- I'm trying to picture it. I'm just picturing- Like, kind of, like those- uh, Like, the cars. Sometimes on a car, you'll have a, a thing that trails along the ground to keep it- Is that what that's for? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. P- possibly. Yeah. Um. Now I'm thinking about it, probably is that. But um, I like the idea that, you know, in order to, to cross the street, everyone's sort of like hooked up to this um, to this ground thing. And then they've got to quickly un- unclip it, run across the road and reclip themselves in. Oh, I see. So there's like, there's sort of like long- um, Grounding straps that, that everyone sort of hooks, hooks themselves onto. Okay. So you can't be disconnected from it for too long because the static will build up and just and- like short circuit your brain or something. Yeah, and basically, if if it gets too too high, and you and you plug yourself back in, you're going to get a massive jolt. <laughs> I love the idea that every time anybody touches anybody else in this game, in this world, they always give each other a little little static shock. Yeah, but the thing is, if they if they're grounded, then no, you're not going to do that. But if they're un untouched, right. unattached, then yes, they're gonna they're gonna I start building up. Yeah, I guess that's true. If you're un- okay, um. Okay, so that's that's the world. Now, you're a superhero in this world. <laughs> okay, in that you don't conduct electricity. <laughs> no, in that your superpower is static electricity. <laughs> <laughs> like you're powered by static electricity. <laughs> so you literally run around not not plugged in. You just zap people. <laughs> so you you build up your charge to zap people. It's just that you you've got a higher tolerance for static electricity. Um, <laughs> right. Um. So, you don't. You, okay. Everyone else has to be plugged into <clears throat> into the system, but you don't. It's sort of like prototype. If you if you remember that game, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, look, I like. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, uh, or or, it's, or I it's can, kind of like um, infamous. The, yeah, I can go. I can go with the superhero idea. Except I feel like the more interesting part of it is keeping your identity secret when you're in, like when you're in your secret identity, um, because. Maybe not only can you withstand a higher static charge, maybe you build it up, like, massively faster than everyone else. Yep. So, you know, you do cross the road and you hook back in, but when you hook back in, it just, like, discharges your electric charge, not just into the ground, but, like, along anyone else nearby who's just hooked in as well. Um, oh, especially because they're all connected to the same ground. Well, so. exactly. So, you know, it, it there, there, are, um, there are telltale signs of your- you know, your oddity of, yeah, you, you have to be careful not to cross the road too close to other people because you'll, <laughs> you may kill them uh, when you connect back in or, you know, you, you maybe because you do build it up so quickly, it doesn't 
this rod isn't really necessarily how electricity works, but like it doesn't ground fast. So even if you are connected, you'll still give someone else a shock when you shake their hand or something. Um, <laughs> and and that, that just makes people suspicious, you know? Uh, I kind of like the idea, and this is just a random thing that's not even to do with gameplay, but I like the idea that there was some reason for you to notice when someone gives you a static shock and communicating that to the player via vibration. Like, we've sort of done that before this this episode, but... Or even if it was VR, like, I like the idea that there's some sort of haptic feedback to touching someone else to, to you know, and whether you get a shock or not and how strong that shock is. Um, but being able to like sort of some take it on and then fire it out of your other of your other hand or something like that. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, harnessing it basically and being able to fire it off to someone else. Mm, mm. It's kind of cool. Yeah, look, I I like the potential there. Finding it tough to distill it down, but that's that's cool. I think yeah. let's click again. Okay, three, two, one, click. Usual curry. The usual curry. Ah, just the usual. I'll just have the usual curry today. What's your usual curry, Trevor? Um, probably butter chicken mm. nowadays. Still like it. Used to be vindaloo, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I still make, like a nice uh, lamb vindaloo. A really good Thai red curry tonight. Oh, very nice. Three to one click. This was just an excuse yeah. for us to talk about our dinner. No. <laughs> uh, I mean... Uh, I've clicked again, so... Oh, you have. All right. Well, there's probably not much we can do with curry. Steer. Awareness. Steer awareness. Um, you play as a cow rustler. Okay. I'm purposefully going towards a different um, definition of steer than what we might have thought. Yeah, um, I was I was happy with that. Yep. Uh, we already did robot cows. I was going to go towards robot cows, but we already did that. Yep. In a different um, episode. So you said cow rustler. Yeah. So, you, in other words, you're trying to steal cows? Just steal cows. Um, could it be? Could it be a co a, a competitive um, co op game in which you've got a team of um, uh, people who own who own the cows, and then a team of of um, cow. Russells, who are basically trying to come in and steal. Mm. Okay. So, are you thinking kind of a, like, what size are the teams? I'm thinking maybe... Could probably be just like... Two aside? Yeah. Three aside? Yeah. I was going to say three or four. Um, Okay. And so, is it about, like, is it about... Maybe a max of five aside? Is it about herding? Like, is it all about having to, uh, like, herd the cows in the right... Like to keep them. Okay. So, do you remember the film City Slickers? Yeah, that's kind of where my um, mind is going to. Yeah. So you got a team who are who are literally trying to get the cows from um, one side of the map to the yep. other. Yeah. Um, occasionally, you know, you're going to get cows that go off, so you got to sort of try and get that. But there's going to be times where, like, if if a cow does sort of break off from the pack, you know, that cow rustler could take him up. You can have ambushes that the um that the cow rustles are sort of setting up and mm. and that sort of stuff. Basically, they may actually um, notice that all three of your um, your cowboys on on um, horses went too far forward, so they send down a whole heap of rocks. To oh, to, like, cut, cut you cut off. The, um, cut you off and then sort of 
come down and steal all the cows mm. and sort of head off in the in the other direction. Yeah, I guess I, I I guess I'm trying to figure out what the main mechanics are. Um, so you're thinking kind of third person on your horse, sort of Red Dead style, yeah. with good control over your horse. Um, you can like lasso things. You can uh, obviously you're, a lot of it is around you know. Um, riding your horse fast enough to like get out in front of a bunch of cows to kind of turn them around or to, yep, to to make them go where you want them to go. So my thought is, should we make this a little bit more, say today, with instead of horses that you're on, you're on quad bikes. Mm, okay. Yeah. Because I mean, I really don't like the fact that people you know ride horses and shit. Yeah, I mean, there's um, yeah. No, I, I like I like the idea of okay because that also just brings a bit more of a I don't know a different vibe to it where yeah you're like hurting, hurting these cattle by like spinning out on muddy you know plains and d- yeah. dusty cliffs and yes you got a like a canyon that you're going through at some stage but you're also sort of going down you know over fields and all this yeah sort of stuff. And I'm you thinking- know you stop the you know you need to stop and graze them for a while and you keep an eye out for the rustlers. Yeah, and effectively you've you've got um I think maybe three different uh say days in which you can have um say it basically splits it into a day, a night, a day, a night, and a day and a night. Okay. How long um, are you thinking these games go for? Like five um, minutes per day, five minutes per night, so you get like a half hour game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so m- maybe it's um three days and two nights. Yeah, okay. I, I think I think that that works well. That makes sense. Um and and basically, you know, you you're sort of trying to get across as as far as possible in those Is it um, as far as possible days. or it's like getting as many cows to the end as possible? Like you've got a fixed well, destination. Well, if, you, if you can somehow manage to speed run it and get all your bloody um cows to the end point in, yeah. in a single day. Yeah. You you you've done pretty damn good. So yeah, it's yeah. it's you've got a certain distance that you need to get. Cows are obviously going to go a certain speed. Yeah, but I think there is a a deadline. Yeah, but then at night basically is a raid in which um, you know at at any time throughout the five minutes, you know the the other the team other, um, the other team can try and basically sneak in and and steal you know one or two cows. Yeah. Okay. So I like. <laughs> There's some interesting things you could do there. Um, I'm trying to think exactly how you'd set it up. Because is there going to be like are there going to be like gunfights and stuff? Like how how are you stopping them? I guess how are the how are the cow drivers, cattle drivers, stopping the cattle rustlers? Um, um, yeah, I think there can be some gunplay. Um, it's not the main part of the game, you know. It's sort of like it's like a last the, resort. The gunplay, the gunplay is is literally to to sort of scare them off, sort of thing. Well, because I was um, thinking that like particularly during the nighttime raids, you actually have to avoid firing your weapon because it's going to spook the cattle and they're just going to run and like you're going to have very little chance of hurting them back in the middle of the night um if, well, if they well, maybe start that's the to thing. Bolt. I, I i like the idea that the, the cattle rustlers um they they can maybe come in uh i think not the first night but maybe the second night they they actually can get some get some weapons or uh 
they normally don't get weapons, but if they if they happen to sneak into the camp and steal a weapon, they can basically set set a few weapons off and get the cows to literally go yeah. everywhere, getting them a little bit more chance of actually. Yeah, well, I, I like the idea that there's some, some s- there's some strategy from the rustlers' side of it is very stealth based. So the nighttime thing becomes the the cattle drivers watching out, like they have to be super alert. They're watching over this big herd. The rustlers, if they want, they can come in and pick off one cow at a time. It's going to be pretty easy to just, like, lead a cow away. And, you know, maybe it will moo and get, and, and that might be a sign. But they're going to, you know, they're going to be mooing anyway, even if they're not being led away by cattle rustlers. Um, yeah. I, l- I like the idea that you can um, put bells on all the cows. But if you sneak up, you can actually cut, like, the bell off. Right. And- so there's, like, extra things you can, yeah. But then I also like the idea that, yeah, there are sort of- more risky, there are riskier paths that the wrestlers can take. Like, oh, the first night we're not even going to bother taking any cows, but while they're not watching, yeah, like sneak in and steal a we, couple we're weapons. We're going to sneak in, steal some weapons, and like sabotage all their ropes <laughs> so they can't lasso anything. I like the idea that you're still lassoing things. Um, yeah. Because actually, I think that might be a way that the cattle drivers can bring the cattle wrestlers down. Like, they can actually capture them. Um, and maybe that takes them out for a little while, or or maybe the other team has to like get them loose. Maybe they're literally then just being carried along with the the cattle drivers until they themselves get loose somehow, or their team members come and get them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and so yeah, there's a bit of strategy there around when to attack, how to how to sort of cut some of the cows um, out of the herd in different ways, sort of a risk versus reward thing going on. Yeah, that's um, cool. I like the idea that. I mean, I really don't want the the cattle rustlers to to have weapons from the start. I think that's um, that's not as fun. I think if they if they're trying to set like traps, kind of like mm. um, kind of like in like a um, I'm thinking Roadrunner esque cartoon or something like that, like <laughs> Acme anvils coming down. <laughs> yeah, that basically set, set some like stupid comical traps. Okay, um, I was feeling I was, I was picturing it a bit more straight laced than that, but okay, we can go a bit comical. It's almost Fortnite ish then. Yeah, almost fortnightish. Um, yeah, but well, then you uh, know the raids at night is is where it where it turns turns the, the sort of tides. Mm. So um, the the fact that you know the first uh, during the day the um, the herders are actually doing that's that's all about the herders. Um, well, I think during the day, I think during the day that the rustlers maybe then have a chance to like ride on ahead and and affect the environment in some way so they can block off certain paths or trigger a rock slide to you know yeah, so make they, some they unstable actually, ground that, that the the herders are going to have to be like go through more slowly or I like the idea that they can like put um maybe some poison down on the on the green field so that it turns into like brown grass so that you can't right you can't the graze there cows aren't going to going to be able to graze there so yeah. you go um, go down into the canyon to to get to the next the next greenery right, and yeah, sends, sends them down into a because, yeah, I think there's a bit of resource management there. Obviously, the herders were managing the, their cattle themselves, but also the health of the cattle um, and their equipment. And, you know, they start off, obviously, a lot more well-equipped. Uh, but the rustlers have ways then to to gain some of that equipment from them. Um, and also, they have their own sort of equipment, you know, dynamite and stuff that they can affect the landscape with a bit and, and affect the path through. And, yeah, I like the idea that basically the maps are... Um, like hand handmade, but with a multitude of of paths through. Yeah. Um, 
so that you know it's like oh uh, they've taken the left fork at the beginning, which is going to lead to a com- you know a completely different set of paths than the right fork at the beginning. Um, like if sort of every every uh, little section of the map has its own little decision points that can be made of which way to go, um, and, and that's and, all going to be first based decision on is what resources you have. By the herders, and then I, I like the like the idea of it being like an open sort of world in in the fact that you can you can hear the rustlers if if it's dead silence and you know none of the cattle are actually milling, you can actually hear like the um. The quad bike in the distance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. I like the idea that you know, of course, the 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 rustlers are going to be able to get around way faster because they don't obviously have to worry about driving the cattle. Um, yeah. So they, yeah, you you might hear like, oh shit, they're off to the east. Um, you know that you know, and once you get to know the map, it's like, well, there's a few things they could be doing off there. Or like you hear you hear a, an explosion, it's like, okay, they've definitely cut off a pass somewhere. We don't know where it is. We know the general idea. Um, yeah, and I'm getting you know a bit of a PUBG vibe of just the way that the tension builds. Um, mm. In that, yeah, your first probably like well, definitely the first five minutes of that first day, you're probably not going to see them at all. It's all sort of everyone preparing. You know, maybe there is some looting that can happen. Um, you know, it may not all just be that the rustlers have to steal from the from the um, the herders. It's it's that they can find some as well. Um, and yeah, up until that first night, and like again, depending on the strategy they decide to take, that um, and how far you get, and where you end up being, and where you set up, you might not see them that first night either. But it's still going to be pretty tense because oh, yeah. you, you know you they're just, out there. <laughs> you, you could be you could be hearing you know drunken celebrations going on, and <laughs> yeah. it's just two of them yeah. that are that are creating all this noise, and the third one sneaking around the back yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I like that a lot actually. I, I'm really liking the idea of, you know, you going down a canyon and you look up and you see a quad bike on, on the edge of the cliff just, yep. just you know, racing sort of ahead. They're watching yeah. and they just race ahead yeah. and it's like, oh, crap. You're like, what are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I know where we are. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. And particularly the fact that, like, it's not all about just gunplay. Like, there can be some, some gun, uh, gun shootouts. Uh, but like, again, it's a last resort because chances are you're just going to fucking lose half your cattle because they're just going to run and you're not going to be able to get them back. Or you're going to start a stampede. And if it's in a canyon, they're going to start running in, in the one direction, which is exactly, you know, away from, away from the, the gunshot. So, yeah. you know, if they, if they set off a gun, if the, um, like maybe on, maybe on the third day, um, your herders, they get into a canyon, they set off a, um, they set off a, a gunshot mm. and literally the, the, the cows all start stampeding to the, um, to the end point. Oh, yeah. It could be a strategy for sure. It's risky because they might, like, you might lose a third of your cattle being trampled in the stampede. But if you're running behind, uh, it, it might be worth it to get half your cows there sort of thing. Um, and maybe yeah. take out a few a few rustlers in the stampede in the meantime. Or maybe some of your team too. But yeah, oh, I, I really like this idea. This is I, I think cool. that I think that turned out to be really interesting. I, I, like, I like the idea of the cows as both a resource, a hazard- you know, a gameplay mechanic, the goal, you know, the ca- mm-hmm. and really, and and affecting the game in that they limit what you can do because you don't want to, sh- you know, make loud noises too near, too close to them and different things. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I like that a lot. All right, I think we've got time for one more. Um, so I want to, I want to do something a little bit different. Mm, okay. I'm going to pitch a game at you. Ah, uh, I think I might know what it what it is, but maybe not. Pitch it. Yeah, I don't think you will because I came up with it during this. It's not the oh, one that okay. we talked about today. Thought it was one we, I, was, I was actually going to suggest you maybe that we talk about the one we were texting about earlier. But no, okay, this is a new no, one. No, no, that, that's that's one that we, we're going to keep on the download. Maybe we'll okay. talk about that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so while we were talking about that game before about the um, the cheating game, mm-hmm. I started thinking one of my favourite 
mechanics of a game um, that we've we've played in the past was uh, something similar to Party Crashes, where you got four players on the screen, and you know if you if you fall off the back of the screen, then yep. you know you you get eliminated. Yep. A four-player infinite runner. Okay. Where basically you can pick up items and that sort of stuff, mm. um, and sort of almost like a a micro machines esque sort of thing, where you all start off and you all start running. You know, you sort of hit maybe hitting some button presses to to get some speed up. You can you can like try to trip people up and yep. and all this sort of stuff. And it's basically just a, a four-player game going through like a running track or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no. I, I, where you, instead of a, you a sold car, me, but you're doing it all. You sold me yep. at four-player Infinite Runner. Um, yep. So my first question is, what sort of uh, perspective are you thinking? Is this one of like the behind-the-shoulder Infinite Runners where you're kind of running away from no, the screen? No, I, I think it's, I think like it's side a, on. I think it's a side-on. So a bit but, like Classic Cannibalt? But, uh, classic Cannibalt, but with a little bit of 3D. Okay. So the type of 3D that I'm talking about is probably more the Double Dragon 3D. Okay. So maybe there's a bit of Okay, cuz you just kind of said racing track is is it maybe that you have set um depths into the 3D that you can be at? Like it's not yeah. it's not a it's not a continuous thing. It's like you can be on sort of lane, you know, 1 2 3 or 4. Yep. Can you So I so I'm kind of thinking all right, four player you you obviously all start in your own lane. Um yep. you've got things that you got obstacles that you can either like jump over, duck under, bash through if you've got that sort of skill. Yes. Um, that- I'm thinking sort of steeplechase sort of thing where you've got to time your jump to get up over, over like, um, well, like a steeplechase, you know, how you've got the jumps that then land down in water. You've maybe got some um, hurdles and that mm-hmm. sort of other sort of things, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. No, no, I don't think it's actually like on an athletic track. No, it's but just it, but those it's are the types of obstacles. Yeah, logs I mean, and well, and yeah, and I think I mean I, I think it would depend on the theme. You know, like so many of those infinite runners, you've you've generally got certain moves which are you know dodge out of the way of something, duck under it, or, or like slide under it, or jump over it. I think you can mostly yep. keep those, except yeah, obviously the addition of the other players. So if someone is like in there in the next lane to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens when you like try to go into their lane? Are you just not able to? Do you push them up a lane? Is there a like? Does it depend um, on a power I, up or? I think what actually happens is if if you're in line with each other and you try to move, um, you you enter into basically a a mini almost quick time event in which you can oh. try to trip up your or slow down your the other player mm-hmm. whoever wins. Oh, that, so that. okay, you kind of so it's oh that'd be interesting. It'd have to be real quick. Like yeah, a or you, second. you end up in, in like a um, in you know one of those Mortal Kombat test you might sort of things oh in which you're trying to you're <laughs> I, trying to I, tap I, I'm more like the idea of a timing based thing, um, where you've each got to like you've each got to make you know maybe two or three timed button presses based on like a oh, pin, yeah, it, like it, a, could, it in, could be one of those um, like an active reload bit, situation bit, bit, bit sort of thing into whoever whoever clicks in the middle three times or as close to the yeah, middle three times basically whoever's the most yeah. accurate wins and yeah they maybe yep. shove another the other one, other one back, back behind them a, a bit and get into their lane yeah mm. we'd have to you'd have to make sure that you probably have to be a little bit slower than a standard single player um infinite runner infinite runner yeah in that you know in those games it's really about the reaction time as something comes onto the screen this would have to be you've got a few seconds you know before it reaches you so that you can strategize a bit and yeah maybe go through a battle a quick battle with someone to to take their spot in their lane or 
Yeah. Yeah, to throw off their timing a little bit. Mm. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, basically, it's- I, I like the- I always like those games where you've got, um, you know, where you can push people off the off the back of the current track. Yeah. And you get a point. And basically, it's all about, you know, if you can- if you can get 10 points and you're two in front, um, right. you win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. So, all right. So, I still like that idea of, of you know, it's- it's not just- Oh, you got kicked off the back. That's the end of your, your no, game. No, no, you just no. lost that point. You lost that point. Everyone starts over. Is that no? Is that generally what happens? Well, I guess it's once. Yeah, everyone starts over in the same in the same place again, and you start again. Yeah. Um, okay. So, all right. I'm picturing a pitfall level where you've got basically a vine, and there's like a single vine that <laughs> you all have to. Okay, so if you're all right, so you almost have to. I guess you probably need to be able to purposefully slow down uh, your your character to get in behind someone. Um, in situations like that where it's like, okay, I don't want to risk trying to push them off because they're probably going to win. If I want to stay in this round, I just need to go back a bit because, yeah, there's this, like, one one lane um, part coming up that, that we, you know, that if I'm not in that lane, I'm going to die um, sort of thing. Or, or you could you could have, like, a, a riskier sort of um, lower part that you could go- that people could go through. Right. But it requires a couple of button More presses skill, at the right yeah. time to basically- um, jump almost on the crocodile's head sort of thing. Yep, yep, of course, yeah. Yeah, okay, I like that. Um, I, I guess, so how do you... I think one of the major things would be how your speed is managed in a game like this. Um, are you all just running at the same speed generally, and, and you know, but, like, hitting something drops you back? Yeah, I think so. Um, or is there, like, some acceleration that happens, like, the longer you go without hitting something, the faster you're going? So you kind of... Uh, and probably with a cap, but... Um, yeah, with a cap, but basically, um, I don't know whether you've whether you've looked into the mechanics of like Mario. Basically, there's uh, something called P speed mm-hmm. that um, actually in in Super Mario Three it was best best shown in the fact that there was a, a meter that when you got to the got to your top speed, yeah. you know you you could actually fly as as the um, like the raccoon. raccoon tail and all that yep. sort of stuff. Yep. But if you weren't quite there, then you'd still like. Then you jump higher. You still be going well. fast, but yep. you can you, and you can still jump high. But it wasn't you weren't going at absolute top speed. Mm-hmm. But hitting anything slows you right down. Yeah. So the idea of that, um, you know, say you run you run past five obstacles and don't hit anything. Yeah. Then now you're, you're going your to max speed. speed, and so you're going to like move further ahead in the screen faster than other people who might have hit one or two. Yeah. So. If and again, you, still you, fairly slowly. Like it still has yeah, to be your, your your front person has has not hit anything in ten things, and you just hit something. Yeah, they they they're at their their top speed, and you're going to start dropping back a little bit yeah. further. Okay, so what are your strategies then? Like, I guess you probably do have power ups and stuff. There'd almost be a bit of a Mario Kart vibe where, as yep. you go along, it's like, oh, awesome! I got you know a rock that if I get into the same lane as someone else, but behind them. You know, you I can, throw, I it can throw it at them, and it's like they hit an obstacle, or maybe they trip, yeah. and then you have to jump over them. Like there's an added, <laughs> there's an added challenge well, that's, that's there. That's the or- stick one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, and that's interesting as well. Is maybe you can, if you're ahead, you can try to stay further ahead by using, uh, using those power ups or those tools to put them into a into a lane either neck, like above or below you. Um, what, what I quite like is is you know you're eating a banana. To, to, <laughs> to get a boost. You're, you're running really fast, you eat a banana, you drop the banana peel and bang, you've all of a sudden got, you know, a health boost because, you know, you've, you're eating something. So It's a video game. That potassium is going to help you. Yeah. And, um, Stop you from cramping also, up. 
you have to stop you from cramping up. And I think that's the thing. You can have things like cramp and that sort of stuff. So you've got to like drink water and you've got to- Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Some a bit of management there too. I guess it depends how long the rounds are going to go for, but- um- Yeah. And I mean, yes, you've got the jungle level. You've got, um, say, like a, a desert level. You've got- um- City level. Yeah. City level. So- um- Having to jump over jump over cars and all that sort of totally. stuff. Totally. Parkour. Full-on parkour. Yeah, I like it. Uh, no, I, I like that a lot, you, actually. You've yeah. got classic Cannabolt, where basically you're you're running across um, destroyed buildings and, and they're, <laughs> yes, they're collapsing and stuff. Definitely. Actually, I like that idea of bringing in homages to a lot of the the, uh, the classic infinite yeah, the runners. Temple run you've got a temple run, yeah. You've got a pitfall. You've got a earthworm gym level running through a junkyard. Sure. Crash Bandicoot, where you're all running towards the screen. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Sure. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. I like that a lot. I feel like that's something we could build. Yeah. It's fairly basic. We need to we need to do another game jam. So basically I I didn't want that that idea disappearing from my head. I just wanted yeah. to get it out there. Well, and now I'm glad it's that you got on board. There for posterity. Cool. cool. All right. Well, I think we will finish it up there tonight. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. Oh, you're welcome, Bit. Oh fuck off. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> If you want to find us on Twitter- I thought, tw- thought you were thanking me for the first time ever for joining you on, on the podcast. Oh, I don't care. I, I could do this by myself. No, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm pretty sure most of the, most of the good ideas were, were you uh, just uh, over, like finally coming up with something good after I stuttered over a bunch of stupid mundane ideas. Anyway, if you want to find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, we are BitStormCast on all of those. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. We're on YouTube, and the best way to get to our YouTube page is go to Podchaser, because we're also on Podchaser. Podchaser.com slash BitStorm. We just released our lists feature- it's really cool. You can make annotated, curated lists of podcasts and episodes. Go and put together your favorite Bitstorm episodes, make them into a list, send them to us. While you're checking out Podchaser, have, give a thought to an iTunes review as well. Like, obviously, give us a Podchaser review, but think think about iTunes as well. We can... I guess. You, know, you can rate and review <laughs> on there, and you can subscribe on there. Then check out our website, bitstormcast.com. Still broken. Check out all our friends at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Search for hashtag AGPN on Twitter or the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm a cow. (laughs) Stampede!